The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by a guest speaker. The statements, views, and opinions presented in this message are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. That's online, wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. 8474. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Welcome to chapel. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce our speaker this morning. Reverend Adriel Sanchez is a WSC grad in 2013 and has participated in a church plant as the pastor of North Park Presbyterian Church, a PCA church in the area, just celebrating six, six years now, right? Which is great. If you don't recognize his face, you probably will recognize his voice uh, from Core Christianity. And he is also the wife of Isabel and the father of four children and a dear friend and brother. And thank you for coming and bringing us the word this morning. Did I say wife of Isabel? You did. Husband of Isabel. Yes, so good for the wife of Isabel to be here with you uh, today. My wife will be really excited to hear that news. Um, Man, really good to be with you all this morning. Uh, what a blessing it is for me to, to be able to be back on campus and to see a lot of faces. Some of you guys familiar. Uh, some of you, uh, I don't know you yet, but I'd love to, to get to meet you um, and to get to know you a little bit. So I want to open up the scriptures for you this morning, looking at uh, a portion of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. If you would like to open to Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at just one of the petitions uh, I, I couldn't do the whole thing, so I decided to just do one of the petitions. Hopefully I'm not ruining the Lord's Prayer for whoever comes and, and does the rest of the Lord's Prayer. But uh, Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going to look at verse 11. And so if you'd like to open up there. One of the things that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray is give us this day our daily bread. And let's pray now and ask God for his blessing upon our morning. Father, we thank you that you provide all things for us. We thank you, God, for your goodness to your people, for nourishing us, for feeding us with our daily bread and bread from heaven in your son, Jesus. God, help us to have hearts that are full of gratitude, thankfulness, Lord, because of your your mercies to us. Help us to recognize, God, that we are uh, first and foremost recipients, Lord, of all the good gifts that you give. And we ask, God, for your blessing now upon our time together. We pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I, I preached on the Lord's Prayer um, some time ago. We did a series, and so when I heard that you guys were, were talking about prayer, I was excited to be able to come and share with you uh, a little bit. And uh, th- this petition in the Lord's Prayer kind of marks a transition in the Lord's Prayer. We go from talking about God and His greatness and His name, a focus on the Lord, to a focus on our needs as the children of God. Give us this day our daily bread. And the petition, it seems simple enough, but it's actually one of the most controversial petitions in all of the Lord's Prayer because of that word that's translated 
daily. There are a lot of people who are confused about what that means. There's a lot of question uh, about what that word means, tonepiusion. What, what is being referred to here? The ancient church father, Origen, he said he had never come across this word uh, in all of his studies. He, he thought that the, the Lord uh, Jesus or that the apostles had just invented this word, and he took it to mean the essential bread, the substantial bread. Give me the, the bread that's essential for my existence. That kind of a thing. In 1899, there was this, this manuscript that was discovered. It was basically a, an ancient um, grocery list, and you had this word in that ancient list. And so there were some people that thought, well, maybe this word tonepiusion means uh, uh, sort of like a daily allowance. You know, give me the stuff that's, that's necessary for today. I kind of like uh, that translation or interpretation. There are others who said it's referring to the bread that's coming, the bread of tomorrow. Give me uh, tomorrow's bread today. The word epiusa can refer to uh, the next day, the day to come. And so even in, in some recent books on the Lord's Prayer, uh, it's translated in that way. You know, give me tomorrow's bread today. Now that's probably, I, I think, you know, not the best interpretation or translation because of what Jesus says in Matthew 6, Verse 34, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient for the day is the trouble thereof. And so it's probably not that. I actually think it's best to take this word as referring to the day ahead of us. It's sort of like, you know, the, the children of Israel in the wilderness preparing for the day, gathering manna for the day, coming before God and saying, God, help me, give me what I need just for another day. Provide for me today. Give me today my daily bread. What do you need to get your, your day started off on the right foot? There was a study done just last year asking Americans, you know, what, uh, what do you require to, to start your day off positively? And number one on the list, most Americans said, my day can't start off well unless I have this one thing. What do you think the one thing was? Yeah, coffee. Like coffee, if I, if I don't have coffee, my day doesn't start off the right way. Number two was exercise, um, which I'm sure all of you are into, you know, in seminary and, uh, and whatnot. Exercise was number two. Meditation was also on the list. My day can't start off right unless I do some meditating. I'm not sure what exactly that looks like, but, but that was another thing. Prayer, strangely enough, was absent from the list. But I think here Jesus is envisioning that his people are a people who come before the Father every day, every morning even, and say, God, I need you. Provide for me the necessary bread for today, more important than, than coffee, more important than exercise. God, provide for me today. And the interesting thing is yeah, I, I, we typically don't like to be that dependent, right? Like, I want to know about the bread that's coming tomorrow or next week or next year. I want that to be uh, under control. I want to know what's going to happen then. Am, am I going to have a job? Am I going to have a call after seminary? God, help me, guide me, show me. Yeah, God says we should come before him. Jesus says we should come before the Father every day saying, give me today the bread that I need, the necessary bread. There is in this prayer the note of absolute dependence upon the Lord, isn't there? Even for the most 
basic sort of common things, the, the things that we don't think we need God's help for, Jesus says, actually, you are very dependent upon your father even for the bread that you eat today. I grew up watching that uh, really edifying TV show, The Simpsons. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen that show. Um, total classic. And there was an episode where uh, Bart Simpson is asked by his father, if, you, if you've seen the show, uh, Bart is like the rebellious teenager, and he's asked by his father to say grace around the dinner table, and he bows his head, and he says, Dear God, we bought all this stuff ourselves. Thanks for nothing. Pretty sacrilegious, and, and, and while many of us, right, I, I don't expect that you would ever pray a prayer like that, I wonder if we don't believe what he prayed there in his prayer. Dear God, we paid for this ourselves, thanks for nothing. Some people depend on others for their daily bread. We see them on the side of the road, holding cardboard signs, asking for money, begging for food. They need someone to come and give them daily bread. They live on the generosity of others, maybe on my generosity even. Other people out there depend on someone else for their daily bread, but not me. I've worked hard. I have this under control. I have a good job. I earned this stuff. Dear God, I paid for this myself. Thanks for nothing. We dare not say those words, brothers and sisters, but I wonder if we often live as though that was the case. I mean, think about it. If we believed that we were absolutely dependent upon God for our daily bread, wouldn't we every day come before him and say, Lord, I need you again today. Provide for me, supply for my need. Wouldn't every single meal be an opportunity for thanksgiving, for recognizing the kindness of God, the goodness of God, and supplying for my most basic needs? Here's, I think, a mistake that we can make, brothers and sisters. We can think that we're dependent upon God for the big things, my salvation, my justification, my sanctification, uh, supernatural healing, God opening the hearts of my unbelieving family members. I'm dependent upon God for that. But when it comes to everything else, the little things, I'm in control. When it comes to the day-to-day -day grind, I'm in control. God provides salvation. I provide spaghetti, and God says no. I provide both. Apparently, uh, a note was discovered on or around Martin Luther after his death. You might have heard of this. Um, and uh, it, it said that this was maybe one of the, the last things that he wrote. It's a, it's a short note. Um, and of course, you know, with, with these kinds of things, you never know if the stories are entirely accurate. But Let's just pretend that it is for the sake of the sermon. And uh, a short note, and, and the last part of the note says, we are beggars. This is true. And talk about, you know, something to, to come to in the culmination of all your work to be able to say, to recognize after a lifetime of gospel ministry, 
Who are we? What are we, brothers and sisters? We are beggars, dependent upon God, not only for every spiritual blessing, but for every physical gift as well. Be careful that you aren't a Calvinist when it comes to salvation and a Pelagian when it comes to everyday life, thinking that everything is dependent upon you. Dear God, I worked for this, I did this, thanks for nothing. No, Jesus teaches us here that we are dependent upon the Father even for the most basic necessities of life. And shouldn't that humble us? Shouldn't that fill us with a sense of gratitude? God, thank you for my daily bread. In Calvin's published prayers for daily use, he has this wonderful prayer uh, for blessing uh, at, at a meal. O Lord, in whom is the source and inexhaustible fountain of all good things, pour out thy blessing upon us and sanctify to our use the meat and drink which are the gifts of thy kindness toward us, that we, using them soberly and frugally as thou enjoinest, may eat with a pure conscience. Grant also that we may always both with true heartfelt gratitude acknowledge and with our lips proclaim thee our Father and the giver of all good, and while enjoying bodily nourishment, aspire with special longing of heart after the bread of thy doctrine, by which our souls may be nourished in the hope of eternal life, through Christ Jesus our Lord, amen. God, help us. Help us to give thanks for the gifts that you give to us, to recognize that these gifts come from you the daily bread. You know, one of the other interesting things about this request, and, and many of the church fathers note this in their commentaries on the Lord's Prayer, is we aren't, you know, told to pray for, God, give me today my T-bone steak, you know, that kind of a thing. It, it isn't the, 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 this sort of luxurious thing. No, there's simplicity here, humility. God, give me that which is necessary for your service to please you today. And I love how Calvin in that prayer talks about it. It all comes from the Lord and ultimately these gifts that God gives to us are meant to raise our minds up to a higher plane to see that God not only gives us the daily bread, uh, the necessary things for our lives, the simple things that we so often take for granted that we, that we think we uh, earn through our own hard work or whatever it is. No, no, no. These all come from God, but these gifts are also meant to raise our minds up to Jesus, who is himself the bread of life. So look, in this portion of the Lord's Prayer, we're taught that we have this daily dependence upon God in prayer to recognize that he is the provider of all good gifts, even the things that we so often take for granted, the very things that we should thank him for and receive with joy. He provides for our most basic, your most basic needs. But you also can't escape the fact that the same Jesus who told us to pray this also said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. From the discussion he had with the crowd in, in John chapter 6 there, 
uh, talking about you know, the event that took place in Exodus 16, the manna from heaven, the people want bread. And Jesus is saying to them, no, here's what I want you to understand, that, that daily bread, that daily sustenance, it's meant to fix your eyes upon me. I am the bread that came down from heaven. The history of interpretation, as I said, commentators have recognized that the daily physical provision in our lives is meant to cause us to look to God, to a higher plane, to see that in the same way that our bodies are nourished by physical bread, day by day, God's provision, our souls are nourished day by day and must be nourished day by day by the grace of God, by Christ himself. This is actually one of the things that, that God intended to teach the Israelites there in the wilderness. Moses said uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Just as bread nourishes our bodies, Jesus, the bread of life, nourishes our souls. I had a, a Bible professor in college. His name was Ron Barnes, a really neat guy. He was a New Testament professor, and my wife um, happened to be close friends with his oldest daughter. They went to high school together, so we had the privilege of going over to Professor Barnes' house for dinner on several occasions. Um, a real joy to get to hang out with him. And we would sit around the table and, and have these great meals. And I remember one time we sat down, we had this excellent dinner, the plates were being cleared, and then he looked around at the table and he said, all right, who's ready for the real feast now? And I thought he was talking about dessert, so I got excited, uh, but that's not what he was talking about. He pulled out this, this uh, little box with all these cards in it, and, and in the box, uh, each card had uh, a number of verses on it, you know, a couple verses, two or three verses from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and he handed these cards around to each of us at the table, and he read the first one. I don't even remember what, what the verse was that he read or even the verse that I had, but we each sort of read a small portion of Scripture, and then we spent some time around the dinner table talking about God's word, and I'll never forget just sort of looking at him, not knowing what he was talking about. Are you ready for the true meal now? God's word, God's grace, which sustains us, which nourishes us. But Jesus says you're dependent upon your father for the most basic necessities of life, and ultimately the most important thing, right, the need of forgiveness, the need of mercy, you're dependent upon me for as well. I am the bread which came down from heaven. The ancient church father Tertullian said in his treatise on the Lord's Prayer, we should understand, give us this day our daily bread better in a spiritual sense. For Christ is our bread because Christ is life and bread is life. I am, he said, the bread of life. Then because his body is called bread in Matthew 26, 26, this is my body, Jesus said, holding the bread. Therefore, when we ask for our daily bread, we are asking that we should perpetually be in Christ and that we should not be separated from his body. God provides you, brothers and sisters, with physical bread, with the stuff that is necessary for life day by day, and he is the one who is and was himself provided for you. 
Jesus, the eternal Son of God, for your spiritual nourishment. And so let's go to him every day, every morning, recognizing, as Luther said, that we are beggars in need for God's mercy, in need for the most basic provision. We are recipients of all of his good gifts. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for how kind you are to us, for the great provision you've made on our behalf in your Son, Jesus Christ, and Lord, for that daily provision that you give to each of us, and I pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters here, help us, God, to see all of these things as good gifts coming from you so that we would be grateful filled with thanksgiving and humbled by the fact, Lord, that we are beggars, but you've welcomed us into your family and to your table, and you've made us recipients of your grace. Bless us, Lord, as we're reminded of these truths today. In Jesus' name, amen. Copyright 2020, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.